welcome to Library Land Loves. I'm Michelle Arbuckle, Director of Education and Member Engagement here at OLA. And today I am so happy to be speaking with my former colleague, former Super Conference Chair and Volunteer Coordinator, and I'd like to say I'm my current friend. Um, she has worked for both Hamilton Public Library and Oakville Public Library before she came to OLA for a term there. And of course, I am speaking about Ms. Emily Burns. Hello, Emily. Hi, Michelle. So happy to you? be talking to you today. I'm so happy you joined us as well. <laughs> so, Emily, we're going to be talking today. I alluded to this in our first episode back that, um, you know, I'm coming back after an 18-month leave where I went off and did another job, which was at Ryerson. And during that time, you came in and took over for my role. It, it's kind of a Freaky Friday, except mm -hmm. like we didn't exactly swap roles, and I'm not your mother. <laughs> um, but you know, a Freaky Friday, a career Freaky Friday of sorts. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so we're going to talk about that, about how that worked, how we did it, and some lessons, some things that uh, that you learned that you thought were helpful and that you enjoyed over the past 18 months, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad to be talking about this. Um, and it just feels it feels right. And it also feels right to have you back in this role and back as the host of this podcast. I oh, apologize to any listeners, we sort of left you hanging for a really long time. <laughs> so it's wonderful to have Michelle back in this role. But I gotta say, I listened again to the interview that you did with your former CEO, Tara Wong, and it's a great one. So if, for people who haven't listened to it, it's, it's a really good one. Tara so before we dive into that, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and where you came from and, and maybe what interested you about the role? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I mean, I've been in libraries for a long time. I started as I'm one of those people who started as a page um, at Hamilton Public Library. I was a summer student there. Um, and then I started at Oakville Public Library in 2012, fresh out of my master's degree. And I was there right up until the time that I came to OLA doing a lot of work in digital resources and um, branch supervision and um, a brief secondment in a managerial role as well. And so um, I had a, a lot of different experiences within the public library sector, um, but it was my experience with OLA in 2013 onwards, um, where I was able to be the volunteer coordinator for the super conference, and then following that, the chair, uh, the co-chair for the super conference, um, that really led me to being here with you today. Um, so it was, you know, almost two years ago now, I think, when you approached me about taking a leave from Oakville and um, coming in and filling in for you at OLA while you went to Ryerson. And it was such an exciting day for me um, to receive that offer because the idea of coming into an organization like OLA, not just from a volunteer capacity, but also being able to, you know, jump in with both feet, be a part of this really amazing conference planning process, like every single day was such a cool like concept to me um, and it wasn't something that I'd ever done before and so it was very scary and very exciting um, and it ended up being this beautiful experience that served me so well and so I'm really yeah. excited to be here at the other side of it um, and just ready for my next opportunity. That's great. Yeah, yeah it's funny when um, when I first learned about the role that I was interested at Ryerson, which was a programming and outreach librarian in an academic setting, which I thought was pretty unusual. And I've always mm -hmm. just been fascinated by uh, the culture at Ryerson and, and their academic community and that kind of thing. 
And so when I was interested in that position and I took that to my boss, I expected her to say, and, and I knew it was a contract there, that it was a short position. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected her to kind of say, well, that's it then, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I had been there for 10 years. Yeah. And so when she suggested the idea that, you know, I take a leave and do it and we get someone else to do my role while I was gone, I, 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 you know, I was stunned, I was thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also wondering who the heck is gonna wanna do this because this isn't something that OLA has really done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure how much, I mean, you said you've done a secondment before. So is this, is a, is this kind of thing like a job swap or, or working between systems, something you've seen happen before? Well, my secondment was within my system. So it definitely wasn't the same experience. It was um, somebody, and the person that I was filling in for was seconded to another system. Um, so their experience was a bit different than mine, but I was just seconded to, um, to a managerial role when I was regularly in a front facing role. Which was like, I, I think that secondments, when you can do them, when they're possible, they are amazing. They really open people's eyes to what is possible and um, in a way that you, you know, you don't have to commit to it. It's like an opportunity to try something on for a certain number of months or maybe a year and a half like we did. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to see what's possible. And I think that that um, organizations that are willing to let employees do that are just so benefited by that because it's Mm -hmm. such a great opportunity for growth and for learning that's a pretty low risk situation organizationally as well. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, you know, I didn't even anticipate how much um, I would experience in terms of growth or ideas that I would get when I was away. And also for me, an understanding of a sector I had never really worked in before, aside Mm -hmm. from, you know, when I was in school as a student working in the academic library. So experiencing a whole other sector was really fascinating to me. And I'm sure for Mm -hmm. you, moving to a nonprofit um, Mm -hmm. was equally eye-opening. It was, it was. I mean, I, even just from the very beginning, like I, I didn't really know the difference between a nonprofit board and a library board when I first started. Like a library board, you can just saunter in and sit there and listen to everything that's happening. And a nonprofit board, obviously, it's a little bit more private. Um, just things like that, getting used to things like that. Um, right. And just learning a lot about how, you know, I was coming from a mid-sized library, moving to OLA where there are, you know, 15 people or less at any given time who actually work in the space or online now. Um, but the the ability to be flexible and nimble was something that was really new as well. It was, it was mm-hmm. yeah, so different. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. All right, so today we're talking about, is it, now do you have a top five list or are we just kind of going through some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I have five things. They're not in okay. a particular order. Okay, Emily's yeah. five things. We're Emily's go through. five things. Emily's five <laughs> things that she learned during her, um, her Freaky Friday work swap. Yes, yes. Cool. Um, All right. So, I mean, the the first thing uh, is really a bit of what we've already been talking about, but it has to do with workplace culture. Um, I was coming from a workplace that I had been in for seven years. And when you're in a workplace for seven years, you really get used to, um, you know, those unwritten rules and those daily realities. And workplace culture between different workplaces can be so vastly different. And I'm, I'm not even talking about big things. I'm talking about like, is there a lunchroom? Like, do people t- eat their lunch at their desk 
or do they sit with one another in a particular space and talk about their day? Do the people bring their lunches in or do they take them out? I know I'm talking a lot about lunch. Very important. <laughs> it's an important part of the day. Are we allowed to eat fish in this workplace? Right. These are things you need to know. Yes. It's true. But, but also things like, you know, do people arrive for meetings 10 minutes early or do they just show up right when the clock turns? Like there, there's different things that you sort of have to learn. I think that I was showing up for meetings like five minutes before they started and people were like, the meeting not now is it (laughs) so um just just different little things and i think that um being exposed to different workplace environments can be so valuable in that way you don't realize how used to something you are until you're taken out of that and then have to face a whole new environment where people have different expectations so um just the the value in that like brain plasticity and being able Mm -hmm. to um change your expectations and and be dynamic and shift really quickly um, when you're moving into a new environment. It was really one of the first takeaways that I had. Did you find that at Ryerson as well? Yeah, the brain elasticity. And and for me, some of it was because I was coming from a role as a director to a role as, you know, what they call a line librarian. Like I was was a librarian who wasn't managing anyone Mm -hmm. uh, reported up to a director. But um, yeah, there's a difference in the way that I think... uh, you maybe pitch ideas in meetings or the way you approach meetings or um, mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's very it's a very different experience when you're not coming in with managerial expectations or responsibilities and, that's uh, true that's true yeah. and I, I felt that as well because when I left Oakville Public Library I was supervising 22 people and I came into OLA which has less than 15 people overall and I was managing three um, and it was delightful actually because I was able to you know make a book a meeting and talk to somebody for an hour <laughs> which was not possible when I was supervising 22 people unfortunately so right yeah right. those differences are huge yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's great. I like that. Brain elasticity and workplace culture. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so number two is is project management. I thought that I knew project management before I came into this role, um, but I, <laughs> but it really did. Um, it, I learned so much in this role about project management, about project charters and about Excel documentation and about um, to-do lists and just keeping on top of multiple moving tasks. I think um, it's just, it's incredible just with the conference, not even including all of the other events that OLA does every year, the conference takes so many people, so many planners, so many staff, so many moving parts in terms of, you know, everything planning ahead from the the submissions that we receive and how those are dealt with, as well as, you know, planning for different keynotes and all of the speakers, planning for what's happening in person, getting all of the information back, pulling it into a program, registration, like all of these different moving parts, constantly moving all the time, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, working on something like that while also pulling off the annual Institute on Libraries Place or mm-hmm. the Child and Youth Expo and all of those things moving around all the time. And so um, I think that this, this role really, really taught me project management in like a huge way. Um, yeah. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's funny because Ryerson shuts down for two weeks at Christmas mm-hmm. and that I haven't had a Christmas break really yeah. in 10 years because mm-hmm. that's the, one of the busiest times, right? And mm-hmm. usually over Christmas break is when we're assigning, you know, the, the rooms. rooms that people will present in and making sure everyone has hotel rooms and, you know, there's mm-hmm. some, some speaker 
banter back and forth, although really it's just a lot of, of offline, uh, you know, work with Excel spreadsheets. You're right. Yes. And yep. so to have two weeks off at Ryerson, I was like, well, that's not like, come on, people are still going to work. And literally people like I didn't get a single email. I could just unplug. It was wild. I didn't expect for everyone to just be able to do that. And it felt it felt really good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Right. That's great. So project management, you enjoyed your time learning how to uh, manipulate Excel to within an inch of its life. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And like Google Sheets. I love Google Sheets. Just mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I always just use those those Google sort of sweet tools for my regular life, but not for work yep. and using them for work. I just love them. I'm just never going back. I don't know how I could possibly <laughs> just Excellent. amazing. You're, um, you're a convert. Yes, I definitely am. Great. Um, so my third thing is the just the like the pure breadth of the profession that I was exposed to in this job. Mm. So, <clears throat> you know, I've worked in public libraries for a long time. I have been I, I did, you know, an internship with Scholars Portal and, and have answered lots of um, student questions that have come through on academic libraries. But I haven't done a lot of work in, you know, the the school library sector or with the um, with the health library sector or the special library sector. I knew that they existed, but I had just never really been in them in this way. Mm -hmm. And in this role, I got to sit in those council and committee meetings and just absorb what all of these professionals do on a regular basis and what their particular issues are, mm -hmm. um, what their particular strengths are. And it was so enlightening to just mm -hmm. see, you know, we, we belong to this like huge monolithic profession in, in some ways, but there's so many differences, even just in the way that some of these groups of people in different parts of the profession operate, um, mm -hmm. you know, how formal we are versus how casual we are, how much we care about one particular topic versus another particular topic. It varies so much and, and our opinions on hot button issues vary so much depending on where we sort of land as well. And, um, and it was so fascinating to me. Um, and so it was so, so valued to, valuable to be exposed to this like huge, huge breadth of, of library professionals. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. I agree. That's, that's one of the my favorite parts of the job is being able mm -hmm. to uh, to know so many people from different sectors, to be friends yeah. with them, to to find yeah. out more about how they work. And, you know, I while I think I am a huge fan of communities of practice and bringing, mm -hmm. you know, people who do similar work together to talk about their experience and and how to make change or do something different or how to use a particular tool. Mm -hmm. But I also think there's such huge value in seeing um, you know, the line that connects us all through the profession. And mm -hmm. I, for me anyway, what I always see is, is that line is the way that we um, project ourselves or the way that we expect people to see libraries. When you mm -hmm. say library, what you expect someone to imagine in their heads. And I think that's such a common thread between all of the sectors is we're all battling with preconceived notions. We're all battling with advocacy of how to make people understand the importance of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I feel like between sectors, we get so bogged down in our differences mm -hmm. that it's hard for us to come together and, and see the, that, you know, that, that similarity. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there is just that key similarity there. And I, I wish that I, 
I wish that I could name exactly what that similarity is. I feel like it borders somewhere between like leadership and passion and care. Like there's just, there's, there's such a people who are doing this work, whether they're librarians or, or um, like library technicians or school library professionals, anybody who's doing this work, just tend to care about it a lot like whether it's about the information or whether it's about the people or the users or you know there's just there's so much investment personal like professional identity kind of investment and you know vocational outcomes from that too and we could talk about that but I think that there's so much good in um in the belief that people tend to feel in this profession that you know results in policy decisions that that improve the lives of people or um, you know, collections decisions that end up making a, like a child in a school feel seen when they've never seen themselves in a book. Like it, it all sort of has a direct translation, um, yeah. which is very exciting. And it, and it's just so wonderful to be in a place where I've been able to see all of those passions come through in all of those different spaces with all of those different people doing, you know, in some ways similar and in some ways different work. But, but the yeah. main thing being that we all care so much about what we're doing. Um, yeah. and really believe that it makes a difference. Okay, great. So that brings us to number four on your list. Yes. So number four, um, number four is pretty specific to the sort of education and event piece of this job. And it's that, you know, I, I learned through this job how to be a good host, I think. But I also just got so many experiences of like seeing a masterclass and how to be a good guest, how to be a good speaker, how to be... Um, you know, the, like the keynote of an event and still show so much care towards the event planners that you're working with. I, I, this year we had um, Farah Khan and we had Mona Chalabi and they both, you know, I met with them before they had their keynote sessions at OLA. And for both of them, we, we met up, we walked to the space. They were both just so incredibly kind and open and funny and, you know, multiple times Farah would say like, how are you doing? This is a big event. You must be so tired. And, and in some ways I felt taken care of and it was so kind and so beautiful. And, and I felt that it was just such a good example of how, regardless of whether you're in the position of a guest or of a host, that showing that kind of care and showing that kind of um, empathy can really make a difference when it comes to being with other people in an experience. Um, whether it's, you know, making jokes as the AV person is hooking you up to a microphone um, so that you're all laughing and sort of relaxed. Um, I've just, it, it was just so wonderful to be a part of an event or a series of events that had these speakers who not only had so much to give and so much to share mm-hmm. and so much knowledge, but they were also just like genuinely lovely people who were good to everyone around them, including the event planners mm-hmm. that had them attend the event. Yeah. It was just really wonderful. That's great. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Years ago, I don't even remember the event. Um, it might have been the uh, New Librarian Symposium because it was Ali mm-hmm. versus Louise from um, University of Guelph. And I remember yes. in, in her opening remarks, her saying, let's take some time to thank the event staff and the caterers and i was like wow that is so like that really for me and i've done it ever since i saw her do it mm-hmm. i do that now whenever i have an event you know make sure to to 
give thanks and applause to the people that have helped pull it together that you don't see as part of the day, right? That are just kind of That's efficiently right. coming in and getting things done or cleaning things up and then leaving. And mm -hmm. uh, I think I I think that's lovely. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it was just um, it was something that really stuck out to me and that I've been thinking about ever since. It's just um, when whether you're in the position of being a host or or in the position of being you know the guest of honor somewhere, you can still bring that warmth and it makes a difference to the people around you. Yeah, for sure. Great. Yeah, yeah. and my uh, my number five is that I feel that even though this, you know, I learned project management and this was such a big job um, that I, and such big shoes to fill, Michelle. Um, size, I really size nine feel feet, like, size nine feet. <laughs> well, I have size 10, so that's pretty, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say about that. But, <laughs> um, but I think that something that I really had to get comfortable with in this role was, was letting go. Um, there are there are so many like all of the amazing staff at OLA as well as for the super conference a huge team of planners like 24 25 people who dedicate their year you know unpaid to putting together this conference plus all of the speakers there are so many moving parts to the super conference especially you know when it's happening in person, there's all of the hotels, there's all of the catering, there's all of the room bookings, and there's all of the technology and all of the communications and all of the social events. And like, there's so many things happening at once. And to have such an amazing set of people who you can really, really trust to do their part, uh, really allowed me to feel like I could let go and you know you they talk about you know when you're juggling and you have plastic balls and glass balls and you have to know which ones you can drop and i just i felt like i was able to just sort of leave the plastic balls behind and just hold on to the glass balls and just know that every single other person was dedicated to making that event happen smoothly and that all of the work had been done up until the event so that it would be and that everybody was just as invested as i was in it going well um and being able to, you know, it was busy. I was still running around, but I didn't feel like I had to do everything. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I had to micromanage everyone. It just was a, just, it, it was like a flow state. And it really felt so good to be able to trust in this amazing team of people. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, it just really felt like, you know, that, that trust and that letting go was so valuable. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's so hard. It's such a hard lesson to yeah. learn, you know? Especially, yeah, you know, yeah. I think we're similar in that kind of need. Mm -hmm. my, my hands are actually tight clutching as I'm saying this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I find it so hard with projects that I'm really invested in uh, oh, yeah. to, let, to let go to that degree. But you're right. I mean, you know, years ago I had uh, an event, the Reader's Advisory event. My father passed away the day before the event. And mm -hmm. I was working with Mary O'Connor at the time. And... You know, I just had to, I literally had to leave the office and say, I have to go. My father is mm -hmm. on his deathbed. And so, mm -hmm. you know, no one wants to be thinking about work at that time. And I certainly wasn't, but I, no. I was able to not think about it because I knew everyone just had it. And, yes. and, and I didn't have to think about it. And they were going to, the event was going to be fine. Everything was going to be fine. They, they knew what they had to do. Similar with Super Conference, mm -hmm. one year I got food poisoning. And was sitting in my bed mm -hmm. in the hotel room, I slacking everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt so <laughs> impotent and full of rage and anger that I, I wasn't downstairs on the conference floor. But, you know, at that point, 
what's going to happen? Everyone oh has God. so many things have been planned already. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just a moving train yes, at yes. that point. It's a very large <laughs> ship that is just going to keep on going yeah. <laughs> no matter who gets food poisoning, you know? So that's great. Well, yeah. this is a great list. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I agree. All of, all of those uh, items apply to me. I would say the, the one thing that, uh, a few things that were a little bit different for me, I'd never really, it'd been years anyway, since I'd worked in a unionized environment. So that mm. throws an interesting, um, I won't say a, a wrench, but certainly you have to adjust the way you think about how you work and communicate and your expectations. And uh, certainly. and that was really interesting to me um, that I got to, to see how that all works, especially when you have different unions in the same, uh, the same workspace. So that was, yes. that was interesting. Um, yeah. and the other thing that I, you know, I thought I knew how to do well because I've attended so many talks on this and I even speak about this is what to do when you start a new role in terms of, you know, meeting with everyone, letting everyone know what your role is, uh, finding out how you fit into the culture. And, and I did a lot of that work, um, in my first month, two months on the job and kind of reaching out to people across across sectors or sorry, across the country in academics to find out how they were approaching the role. Um, I can't say that I, I did it well. I can't say that it, it went, you know, 100% as I had planned, but it was certainly interesting to see firsthand how that worked and what it felt like to meet with people and especially because this was a brand new role so they had no idea what to oh, expect yeah. and neither did I half the time but um, you know just mm -hmm. figuring out how to communicate your your value to the organization and uh, and who to talk to about certain things and where to go for help those were such interesting lessons to learn and you know it has to do with that kind of brain elasticity I think you were mentioning mm -hmm. uh, you know, I used to know who to ask when I needed paper clips. Now, who do I go to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And it is those little things, especially when you're new, the new person, because every time those questions occur, you think to yourself, OK, every time I'm going to ask that question, I'm just reminding everybody that I'm the new yeah, person. Yeah. And like <laughs> and, and that can be vulnerable and difficult, especially when, you know, you and I both had been in our workplaces for quite a number of years. And so you just you, you just get used to being the person everybody goes to yeah. for the answers. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're the person with all of the questions. Um, yes. Yeah, it is hard. And some days it's some days it feels humbling and some days it just feels really, really hard yeah. <laughs> to be right at the beginning of that journey. Um, but then you find yourself a year and a half later knowing so many of the answers and having learned so much and it's so, so worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, the the learning especially I think can be, um, you know, really exciting but also really painful mm -hmm. at times when you're when you're so used to being really secure in um, how good you are at something or you know how well versed you are um, so yeah yeah it's a it's a but it's so valuable yeah. to just keep on learning and oh, so sure. that's how, what I reminded myself yeah I mean yeah you're you, yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head that moving to a position where you're the person with all the questions can be so incredibly uncomfortable that was that was yes. my experience for sure <laughs> Yeah, it's true. But then it, it becomes so easy once you're in a role where you know all of the answers, it becomes so easy to tell other people it's OK, like it's no problem that you have all of these questions. And then all of a sudden, if you're, you know, the person who has all the questions, you're reminded all over again how yeah. difficult it is. But 
Yeah. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I think the other thing it did is it made, by not being a manager for that long, it made me a better manager. That, that mm-hmm. having a, a different style of manager than I'm used to at OLA, it taught me, you know, the things that I had come to expect from a manager or the things that I found really valuable or the things I didn't know that I needed from a manager. So mm-hmm. being able to experience that different kind of relationship was, uh, was really, really huge for me. And, uh, and I think one of the biggest, uh, takeaways from my time away absolutely absolutely so I yeah yeah so I mean in a nutshell this entire episode is just like if you can let people have experiences or you can have an experience yourself that is temporary that is low stakes but that you can also just have an opportunity to learn that you should just take it absolutely just go for it and if you're a manager who has a staff person that wants to do that kind of thing you know I think it's a great way to retain talent that you want in your organization Mm -hmm. give them a chance to grow learn a new uh, loose skill or, or new environment um and it's just, uh, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity uh, that more people in library land should get to experience. Yeah, yeah, me too. Awesome. I agree. Well, Emily, you're a delight. And I would talk you to you. I, I wish that we had more time to work together. And uh, can, we, can, can we make up a new, a new thing? Can we get, let's make up a new thing for us to do that, okay? Let's do that. Okay. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was lovely talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we wish you the best in, in your next adventure in Library Land. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Thank you. That is all the time we have for this chapter of Library Land Loves. If you have questions or comments, please drop us a line at the Contact Us section of our website. We'll have links and photos photos from this episode up on our site. Please visit us on Twitter at OnLibraryAsoc and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash XSOLA. Please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you are listening right now and please tell another person in Library Land about us so we can all share in what Library Land loves. Have a great day.